Hey, it's time for another episode of Dating Tips with Davey. And that's me, Davey. Hey, do you like beers? I like beers. But do you like micro beers, craft beers, small beers, tall beers, bitter beers, sweet beers, mellow beers? What kind of beer do you like? Did you ask your date if they like beer? Maybe you should ask and find out if they even like beer. And if they don't, don't talk about beers. Yes, come to see you. Who I said now, Benson, Jack, Benson, Joe. Benson, Jack, Benson, Jack, do, 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 Benson, Jack, Benson, do, 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 Benson, Jack. Welcome to episode 194 of Up for Discussion, an emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goofs. I'm Tom Zalatni. I'm Simon Peltier. I'm Adrian Schoen. And we have a very special guest calling into the show today. She is a co-host of Ono, Ross, and Carrie, a show about investigating strange claims from paranormal things to pseudoscience to joining weird fringe groups. And she's one of the featured guests at this year's PodCon from January 19th to 20th in Seattle, Washington. Give a warm Up for Discussion round of applause to Carrie Poppy. Oh, well, 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 you so rarely get applauded on podcasts. <laughs> you, you, you couldn't tell, but I was doing a round around the uh, the microphone, so it was literally oh. a round of applause. Yeah. It's, it's important to do visuals when you're yeah. doing radio. Absolutely. Yeah. And unfortunately, our microphones are not binaural, so it, it won't affect the listening experience <laughs> of our listeners. <laughs> but that's why I, you know, theater of the mind. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I it, it compelled me to applaud for myself as well. So oh, good. really good. <laughs> it's very infectious. We rarely applaud for ourselves in life, don't yeah, we? That's true. It's a good it's habit true. to get into. Yeah. I just voted. I should applaud myself. Good. Oh, good for you. Good. Let's give Carrie another round of applause for voting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, man. So, Carrie, thanks so much for doing this. This is really exciting. We, uh, oh, it's my pleasure. We actually, a couple weeks ago, uh, Adrian mentioned your show uh, during a segment on our show, uh, I think before we had even confirmed the the time for this recording, because uh, you guys did something on urine therapy a little while ago. Oh, yes. That's mm. It adventure. made a big impact on <laughs> me. I, I, it was uh, several episodes of me just, like, grimacing of, like, ah! <laughs> Yep. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was a uh, like a fundraising event where we told everybody, OK, if we get this many more subscribers and donors uh, during our fundraising drive, then we'll do urine therapy. And since we try everything ourselves, everyone knew that meant they're going to drink their own pee. <laughs> uh, so it's really funny. We got a bunch of new donors. But a good third of them sent us notes being like, you don't have to drink your own (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of them. Yeah, Yeah, but we did it. Yeah, Yeah. you were real troopers about it. People people of your word. Yeah. Folks of your word. (laughs) We try. Yeah, I I dated a guy in college who was Uh uh, from the Ukraine. And he didn't, uh, he did believe in urine enemas. I'm sorry, is that peeing in a butt? Yeah, essentially. Mm. Right. Yeah, I think you you pee and then you put it in like a syringe or something mm-hmm. and then you squirt it up your own butt. Yeah. I, okay. He I, never did it when I was with him, but it was something he said in passing, like, I think to test the waters of like, <laughs> how scared are you of this concept? <laughs> he, he never did it that yeah. you know That's true. while you were with him. 
That's yeah. okay. I you when you mentioned that, I just made the exact face of the emoji that has no mouth and just eyes. That's the exact <laughs> face I made. Your mouth literally <laughs> disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't look as creepy as like in the Matrix though. Yeah. It was just kind of a, a shock. Right. I Okay, okay. So you you've done a lot of re- why Carrie, why do people <laughs> why do people urine therapate? Why is this paint <laughs> who what what gets you to the point where that's what you think is the right thing to do hmm okay I guess there's a few ways to answer this question uh so one is people drink their urine because there is a theory out there that urine is basically a natural vaccine so all of the things you put into your body whether they're good for you or bad for you your body is reacting to them in real time forming antibodies or you know uh using enzymes and whatnot to break it down so your body is kind of learning as it's going so when you pee you've got all those natural antibodies and reactions that your body made and we're just peeing it out and getting rid of it. What a tragedy. So if you put you, it back in, mm-hmm. now you've got your body's own medicine. Your your tone is indicating to me that that's not true. <laughs> um, medical science doesn't really back up this theory. <clears throat> uh, there's no real strong reason to think that uh, you produce antibodies antibodies <laughs> that get flushed down into your urine and that are beneficial to you by reuptaking mm. them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But another way to answer your question is, why are people doing this? Because healthcare is so freaking expensive. Mm, yeah. And that's often a selling point of this. Even in the urine therapy books, they'd say, well, you know, at the end of the day, do you want to go to a hospital uh, when you have cancer and pay hundreds of thousands of dollars? Or do you want to drink this free medicine out of your own body? Mm, right. And I mm. think, especially here in the U.S., where we have a healthcare crisis... Well, drinking your own pee starts to sound really good. Yeah, yeah. I think that, that brings me to a larger question. One of the things that really fascinates me about your show in particular, because I, I really love um, subcultures and I, I love how they yeah, come nice. together. Yeah. Um, just that dynamic of, of seeing patterns uh, in collectives of, of people. And um, I, I think I have some theories about why some of these more fringy um things have been I don't know if it's a resurgence because I don't know that we have the data to know if it was always there and it's uh just a constant and if you have enough people there's people who believe in odd things and the nature of subcultures is that it's not necessarily on the forefront of anything so you don't know that people will be writing about it too right and I do think uh, and this is my own pet theory that uh, especially in the United States we have a lot of uh, people who grew up in a a very strong evangelical culture that has uh, said don't trust your health teacher about sex don't teach uh, Mm -hmm. trust your science teacher about evolution don't you know like Mm -hmm. don't trust Hollywood about their messaging Mm -hmm. about you know liberal attitudes and you know this generation growing up with all of these like don't trust anybody has Mm -hmm. driven Mm -hmm. people to the fringes of what they feel connected to yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, but i was uh, wondering just having been through so many of of these groups what are like some commonalities or um uh, just patterns that you see in these different little pockets of the population yeah great question so i think there are commonalities between 
all the groups, but there are also marked differences. You know, I saw the people who were attracted to Scientology and they seemed like very different people from the people attracted to say Mormonism. Hmm. Um, so I do think they offer their own particular idiosyncratic benefits, but generally, I mean, we're all, we're all kind of, I mean, it sounds so cliche, but we're all looking for sort of a broader framework to understand this wild existence we got thrown into. Uh, so you will find that everywhere. You'll find the warmth of community in all these groups and all these belief sets. Often a lot of talk about how this is your new tribe and this is your, uh, you know, these are your people. Um, and I mean, I'm not immune to that either, right? We're all tribal. Um, but, but I think it's also interesting to see how different they are. Like I said, Scientology, it seems to attract people who love uh, regimentation and mm. uh, sort of like putting constraints on themselves to get the best product out. And often it, it's people who came from really chaotic backgrounds. So that structure is really comforting. And then you have, uh, say, the Ethereum Society or the Raelians, which are two UFO groups. <laughs> They've still got all that community and all that meaning, but they tend to attract people who are looking for kind of a, a softer more free existence. So, you know, the Raelians promote free love and, uh, you know, kind of, uh, eschewing all these boundaries. So I think it depends on who you are. Um, but I also think that what you brought up is, is important. We have kind of for good and bad learned to question the ways we were taught things. And, there's some good stuff about that, so we can't throw it out entirely, <laughs> but uh, but we've kind of lost the ability to discern, uh, well, okay, what's a good source of information and what isn't? Yeah, and, and what I, I really uh, like about your show is, is you are so kind. The both of you are <laughs> unbelievable. I think you both well, might have some sort of overactive empathy disorder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank or you. I'm a, a bad person, that's, one of the that's two. That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, especially in, in any subculture, and I, I would imagine in a lot of the ones that you're going into, uh, social skills are not always on the top of, of people's skill set. Uh, mm-hmm. And particularly with, like, I think the Flat Earthers, which I, I think may have ruffled some feathers mm-hmm. at some point, um, just being so, you know, digging in their heels and being so resistant Um but I do really love about your show how how um, kindly you approach it. And it's not like a Sasha Barrico and like, gotcha. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's really well, like you. if I walk into Scientology, they're not going to be able to get a lunch order together. <laughs> right. Totally. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's a, it's a hard balance to strike. I think with every single investigation, we get an email that either. Well, we get an email from one person saying, you guys were so mean in this one. You're usually so nice. And then we'll get another email that's like, why were you so easy on them? Is it your job to be a journalist? So whenever we get both of those emails, I'm like, OK, I think we did this right. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, I like that that point, though, just circling back to the like um, sort of evangelicalism of, of the U.S. And, and I think to a smaller extent, Canada, like we do have a decent amount of that there. Like Simon and I kind of were both, you know, I call I would call myself an ex-evangelical. You're certainly <laughs> I'm I'm on the I'm a fringe evangelical. Yeah, right. Like we we grew up in that sort of world too, and like there there is something really true about like people who grow up in in communities like that, where 
it's very like intentional that you're in a community and they're constantly reminding you that like this group that you're part of is a community. Like Mm -hmm. as soon as that community starts to feel like it's not quite what you want, you start looking for other things to fill that. Right. And for me, like I, a lot of the people that I know who like, because I do know some flat earthers in real life and they're all like evangelical Baptist people who like, you know, Mm. uh, Mm -hmm. grew up being told like evolution's not real. And like, you know, only things that like (laughs) make sense with the Bible are legit. And like, as soon as you find people like that and tell them that like this thing fits that they're going to glom onto it. Right. Cause Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, here we go. Science scientists don't believe this. People who believe science tell us this is stupid. Therefore this must be true. Mm -hmm. This must be gospel truth. And it's so easy to like Mm -hmm. to fall into that. Well, it's exciting. Right. Cause you're, you're the one with the truth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's, um, it's so easy to fall into like yeah. I'm special and there's yeah. and there's there's something to like Christianity and there's well something to like any religion that has that too where like you are you are either the only ones who are right or you are the ones who are the most right right like I think mm-hmm. uh, like I, I I take I'm not a I, I'm gonna take away the word fringe evangelical because sure. that sounds weird I'm more <laughs> of a hover evangelical sure where like I'm I'm sort of in a process of deconstruction right kind of thing but I haven't I haven't fully stepped away yet. But like I, I don't know. Like when when I was still like pretty in it, I still like I recognized that other religions had some nuggets of truth and some mm-hmm. elements mm-hmm. and like some mm-hmm. more than others potentially. But like that not enough that mm-hmm. I could judge. But like there, I still felt like like I had the the most correct one. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Yeah, of course. And so like. And- yeah, so like it would just be so enticing then to find another thing that it's like, oh, but I, they're the other group with the truth, and if right. it, yeah, and if it already fits with these things that tell you like scientists are wrong right. and these other people are wrong, and then there's this other movement, this other belief that fits with all those parameters that you already have that all scientists are, are wrong, then you're just gonna jump in, right? Yeah, for a lot of people. I mean, it's it's worth saying. Obviously, not every Baptist you go to and tell them the flat Earth theory is going to follow you down that path. I feel comfortable but, saying that, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely common. And uh, we went to what well, we didn't go to. We attended via the internet a flat Earth conference last year, mm. and um, there was a speaker who actually said. Uh, I'm sure there are atheist flat earthers out there, but I haven't met one yet. (laughs) I think really shows you at least how broad their religious support is. I was shocked from, from those episodes, how Christian it was. Cause I, I hadn't made that connection. And uh, I wouldn't have thought so either. But yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize it until like, <laughs> until like I said, a bunch of like Filipino Baptists from Montreal started like posting flat earth stuff. And I was oh. like, oh, oh. hold on a second. <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. And then I thought it was just like a, I thought it was just that they had like found the Baptist flat earth like Facebook pages, yeah. but they were just sharing stuff from normal flat earth Facebook yeah. pages. And I was sure. like, okay. Yeah. 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 I don't, like just to backtrack a little bit about that kind of feeling special and finding this kind of inner truth. I, I was re-listening to uh, the interview with the owl guy uh, mm-hmm. from you, one of the, uh, give us a synopsis. <laughs> Carrie, could you uh, maybe yeah. give some background on the owl guy? Oh, sure. Uh, so his name is Mike Cleland. He is a speaker in the UFO movement who believes that owls are often just uh, kind of 
UFOs or aliens in disguise. And so if you see an owl, especially an oversized <laughs> owl, you might actually be looking at an alien. It's it's great. Uh, and and he's... <laughs> He's very sweet. Um, but I, I do think like the thing that came off to me in that interview is how much his mind was really like his whole life was jostled by this idea of synchronicity hmm. and these mm-hmm. things happening at the same time. And it really I don't know what happened in his life that 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 made such a powerful impact on him to to see those connections. Um, yeah, but there there was something in synchronicity that he just found like set off the endorphins in his brain in like an incredibly disruptive like life changing way. Totally, yeah, and, yeah. I, I whenever I look at stuff like that, I try to think, okay, so how am I doing that? Because mm-hmm. it's so tempting mm-hmm. to think yeah. like, well, I'm above this sort of thing, um, but nobody is, right? All our yeah. brains are just gook evolved over millions of years. Uh, so, yeah, you know, how am I doing that? And one of the things that I've noticed, especially in the uh, in American politics, like mm-hmm. we're, you know, we've always been very divided, but we're especially <laughs> divided right now. Yeah. And people on my side of the aisle, the leftists, like I'll, I'll see the same sort of thinking and have to rein it in myself. Like I saw um, someone on Facebook post a picture of the Make America Great Again hat and then said, you can't spell hatred without red hat. And, okay. <laughs> and, okay, so, so I saw this and thought, haha, funny joke. Mm. There were a bunch of comments of people being like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> like, they're hiding it in plain sight. How did I ever <laughs> see this? And, you know, I mean, because it's so tempting to just be like, well, okay, my side is safe, my side is right, mm-hmm. but I can look for those, you know, conspiratorial mm. angles other side so that's what i always try i always try to turn it back around on myself what yeah. is is there a conspiracy that you have found that you believed uh i mean i'm, I'm sure we, we all believe in some conspiracies right but like sure like yeah i would argue to, to a certain degree things like systemic racism are conspiracies you know like so not so not conspiracy theories in that, like, they are false conspiracies. In that, like, <clears throat> like there are systems in place. Oh, I see. To sure. achieve an agenda, like right. conspiracies are right. a real thing. Sure. Conspiracy theories are the crackpot stuff. Right. Right. Like that's the. To that's... clarify, you do believe systemic racism exists. Oh yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. Cool. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I get you. This is like a problem with the term. I think conspiracy yeah. theory. We've we've come to mean. Uh, conspiracy theory that isn't very valid <laughs> and yeah. uh, that's that's really confusing because obviously conspiracies happen you just need like two people to have a secret in order yeah. to have a conspiracy like Watergate was a conspiracy and totally you know I mean, all sorts of things like that I mean anytime I, two people start dating but don't announce it yet and a third person <laughs> finds out right exactly oh yeah, that, right that friends episode we Oof. know that they know that we know that they know right there you go. i'm gonna take the um, hard line and say that doesn't exist <laughs> they're friends? not what is friends they are not dating until they announce it to at least three other people yeah <laughs> refuse yeah there you go yeah you know one of one of the things that i think brings us into light is when people say uh, well you know 9-11 was a conspiracy and i always say yes it was by the hijackers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, conspiracies happen all the freaking time. I mean, most corporations are run by conspiracy. This is, this happens endlessly. Um, what I think 
hasn't happened yet is that some very unlikely sounding crackpot seeming theory mm. survives for a really long time and then turns out to mm -hmm. be true. Yeah. If you yeah. if you come up with the hypothesis and you get it out there, we're able to vet these pretty fast. <laughs> so, <laughs> conspiracy theory that's been out there a long time and you still can't find an answer for uh, less likely to be true. Are, are there any are there any like old ones that are still around? I, yeah. Like I can't uh, other than I, there's like 9-11 Kennedy Jesus. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Kennedy's a big one. And, Ke you know, the Kennedy story is mm. confusing. I don't blame anybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There are some yeah Lincoln conspiracy theories as well. Uh, you know, uh, now I'm thinking about it. The Martin Luther King assassination, mm -hmm. obviously a conspiracy. Um, yeah. But. But that one, again, I think is kind of settled. Is there anything that you uh, you know is irrational that you do anyway? Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah definitely. So um, I don't know if this is the kind of thing you mean. It has nothing to do with conspiracies. But It's fine. Uh, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I still will sort of pray. And mm. I don't actually think anybody's out there. Mm. I think I'm... I guess the way I've like reconceptualized it is instead of me talking to God, I'm talking to me through the idea of God. Mm -hmm. So I'll, you know, if I just like need comfort, I might still say like, oh, God, please make sure my dog's okay. Mm -hmm. And there was a time years ago when I would have thought that and then tried to erase the thought, you know, oh, why am I still relying on this, this fable? But now I just think like, hey, great, you know, like my my brain and my history and my personal experience have evolved me to find comfort in this symbology. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I do that. Mm. I, I'm just going to shift gears out, uh, for a second because uh, as a Disney fan, also a fan of Hidden Mickeys. Ah, uh, yeah. Yay! <laughs> I don't know what that is. It is my much, my much less popular podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I uh, went to Disneyland for the first time a couple of years ago because I grew California? up in the Midwest. Yeah. Okay. And so I always went to Disney World. But you recently went to Disney World uh, huh? for the first time. So what was your favorite thing about Disney World? Like the comparison? Oh, I'm so glad we're finally getting down to the nitty gritty here. Yeah, this uh, is what we really wanted. This is your important yeah. thing. Shut up, all of you. I, I can't blame you. Um, this is so much more important than prayer. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, my favorite thing was the Carousel of Progress, hands down. Oh my god, I love it so much. It's so good. It's so boring it in is. the best way. When I was uh, on the Carousel of Progress, I, I was uh, my friends were their uh, baby was being fussy, so they they couldn't come out, and so I did like half of Magic Kingdom by myself, like a weirdo. And oh, that's um, great. yeah, no, I was like on Pirates of the Caribbean by myself, uh, with like a whole row. Uh, but anyway, like so, I, I sat down, I'm like Carousel of Progress, it is because I'm, I'm a nerd and I read Disney books, and I'm like, this is a Walt Disney <laughs> yeah. World's Fair thing, and. Yeah. Um, it, it's not been updated that much, but there was this row of teenagers <clears throat> behind me who had clearly been on it so many times that every time it would rotate and they played the song that they would clap and sing along <laughs> every time uh, it would nice. go. 
Oh, it's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Like, like, would they do it ironically, or were they super into it? They seem really genuine about it, but it was also like <laughs> teenagers just being kind of like, yeah, yeah. we're gonna kind of yeah make some fun of it, but they, they enjoyed it. Like right. you could tell, it was partially genuine. <laughs> It's so, so charming. It oh, really I love it so much. They need to update the 90s. <laughs> so Disney, Do they though? Disneyland is in California. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. it near LA? Yeah, it's in LA. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. LA as in land. That's what that's how I'm helping and myself remember. W O as in Warlando. <laughs> or just O R as in Orlando. Oh yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> or as in the bigger park. <laughs> sure. Oh yeah, yeah. world yeah. is bigger than land. Yeah, that oh, makes sense. Oh, oh. oh right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna. It's not gonna help me to rem- try to remember which one is the bigger one. Okay, if you right? need a phonetic device, <laughs> sure. Look, if they they could have said Disney World Florida and then Disney World California, and no one would be confused. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and blame Walt for yeah. this one. <laughs> it is probably his fault. Probably. What is the carousel of progress? Because I don't know. And I think Simon doesn't oh. know either. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So it's uh, it's like this show slash ride where the... God, how do you describe this? The stage is in the center and the audience rotates around the stage. And so you're you're shuffled in front of these different vignettes that show the progress of technology throughout human society. So it starts in, well, it doesn't start at like caveman era or anything, but it starts at like 1800s and is like, we just invented the stove. <laughs> what, what wonders will we make with this stove? Here is some bread. And it's all uh, animatronics acting this out. And then you'll go to... Uh, you know, the 1850s and the 1890s and the 1900s. And it goes all the way up to like 1990-ish. But it's very product specific. So I think it was originally, um, I forget what... what, um, It was was GE. GE sponsored it. So it's like, (laughs) we invented the toaster in this year. (laughs) Uh, It's great. It's it's so so good. It's just kind of like a dorky history ride. Yeah. I love that. But so much of Disney, like um, Spaceship Earth, which is the big Epcot ball. So good. It's so good. And it's air conditioned and it's slow (laughs) and it tilts back. So after like a long day, it's the perfect just like chill out moment. Is that what the Hall of Presidents is too? That's near there, right? Yeah. Also dorky and nerdy and history. And air conditioned from what I hear. (laughs) Yeah, that's like the Hall of Presidents sounds really appealing to me as a as a history nerd, as a sort of Guy who likes presidents. I'm sort not not totally. a, not the current president. Uh, no, but, you know. Sure. But also, just you, you you like just knowing about presidents. You know, even I though do. like you you don't like all of them as people. Yeah. You you can still mm-hmm. appreciate the having the knowledge of them, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like a yeah. James Bond series. Like it's always following the same <laughs> character, but like everybody's got their own take on it, and they're all kind of <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's just the longest mm. franchise that I can think of. I'm I'm very interested in that one at Epcot that has the Cokes from all the different countries in the world. You can try Coke from Israel and Coke from Is that not the world Ukraine? of Coke in Atlanta? <laughs> I don't. I heard it was at Epcot. Okay. I, I know what you're talking about. Thank you, it's, Carrie. So it's not Coke specifically, but uh, yeah, there is this one restaurant or I don't know what you call it, Soda Fountain, that is a standalone building where you can drink just random sodas from across the world so <laughs> if they find like a tree bark flavored soda they'll bring it in 
it smells like a cat box in there. It is so <laughs> smelly. Oh, My boyfriend I bet. went in and we were like, yeah, we're going to get some weird. Co- oh, this is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I, in, in my mind, I picture it as just like a really large room and there's just a bunch of like, like, subway style soda fountains Ugh. and you just have like a like a plastic like a like a waxed uh uh, uh paper cup and you just kind of walk around and you just like oh now this is inca-cola and you drink inca-cola and then right. you're like oh this is dutch thing and you just walk around and you yep. do that and they're all in a big circle is that accurate that's you have described it oh but Nailed add it, a enough. horrible smell to your yeah, personal yeah day. Right. Well, I'll be there in January. I'll let you know. <laughs> awesome. Every once in a while on garbage day, you walk by like a streak of garbage juice on the ground that smells like Coke. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Because like uh-huh. someone someone threw a drink in their garbage can and you get the sort of like stale yeah. sweet smell. And I feel like that that room would just smell like that mm. times a hundred. Yeah, that's probably yeah. what it is. What, God. <clears throat> Carrie, when you mentioned a tree bark flavored soda, I have had birch soda before. Oh, well, right. And spruce beer even, Spruce right? beer, yes. Yo, so yeah, no, spruce beer is what I've had. I've seen yeah. birch birch soda or birch water or something. Birch water seems dumb, but birch soda sounds interesting. <laughs> but yeah, I've had spruce beer. Spruce beer was like kinda it was kinda interesting. It was like root beer, yeah. but you know how root beer has a little bit of like a like a minty taste to it almost? Yeah. It's like replace that with just this like spruce. Yeah. It's yeah. nice. It's like oh, drinking a Christmas tree, but really bubbly. Oh. I that's exactly correct. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly I love correct. Root- <laughs> I love root beer until it tastes licorice y. Mm. When it gets to that point, I'm like, this is too much. That, that's why I only drink root beer that comes in glass bottles because that's how you know it's good. Mm. You know, I don't oh. drink I don't drink barks or mug. I have to drink it straight from mm. the root. Yeah. Yeah, see, I think I might be reversed. Yeah. I, really? There's a good I'm one Carrie. in Milwaukee that's very particular to that area. <laughs> Sprecker's. Ah. Sprecker's root beer. Sprecker's and they have beer. a ginger ale that's very like real gingery, yeah, so it yeah. kind of burns. Like a ginger beer. Nice. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. good. Mm. Ginger beer is something that like I last had it at a time where I did not appreciate it. And I feel like if yeah. I had it now I'd love it. Because in fact, as we record, I have a water bottle with actual hunks of ginger floating nice. in it. Nice. Oh wow. Yeah. I only put ginger in my drink when I'm making myself a hot toddy. Mm. Mm. I, I started toddy. doing it because I had this bad sore throat that didn't go away for like two weeks and then we had a baby and I was like, fuck, I really don't right. have a sore throat anymore. <laughs> yes, <look. laughs> Congratulations to Tom. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. And we've killed Simon. Simon's so yeah. excited about the baby that he's <laughs> dying in studio. I'm, I'm really sorry about that everybody. Only one of you can be alive. That's oh, what's yeah. happening. No, I will choose the baby <laughs> to be you. alive over myself. Yeah. I've, I've, wow. I've done enough. I've <laughs> yeah. I have a legacy. I'll be fine. <laughs> you lived a good quarter century. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've made it. You had a good yeah. run. Yeah. yeah. Man. I yeah. mean, I'd like to keep going. You know, I'm not going to say that this is, yeah. this is not a declaration. But, I, you know, you signed a blood pact with my baby, and that's, that's just true. what happens. Yeah, but it, but it was across the room because I couldn't be near your baby because I'm sick. Yeah. 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 Push your luck. Yeah, I'm gonna. Wait, the baby's in the room right now. No, the baby, the baby is in the other room watching Octonauts oh, okay. with the older child. I was gonna say, what a quiet baby. <laughs> I'm, he, I'm actually really surprised because he, we had um, a piece of bonus content people can get two weeks early by going Ooh. to Patreon.com/slash for discussion. Uh, recorded last night, and uh, he like cried a couple times, but was mostly fine. But I figured wow. tonight he would like do that again and he's been totally quiet yeah so, that's heard nice anything. congrats thanks yeah it won't last <laughs> <laughs>
That's yeah. what I hear. Yeah. Is but it this time? is uh yeah, it's exciting. We last week's episode we recorded like she was having contractions every ten minutes during the episode and she actually joined us for it. And then uh, Oh my god. So we kept saying, like, probably we'll have a baby by the time this comes out. And sure enough, we did have the oh, baby wow. like later that night <laughs> slash the following afternoon. Uh and yeah, this is the first episode back since a baby exists. Yeah. Damn. Is, you know, exciting. Amazed I have any energy. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed like a couple weeks for like probably this is 194. Probably by mm. 200, I will be very tired <laughs> consistently. <laughs> oh, episode out. 194? Yeah. Yep. Ah, got it. Yeah. Mm. So I think I think within the next six weeks, I'm going to be exhausted at some point. Hi, I'm Candace Pye, and I'm the host of Gal Chat, a weekly podcast where we give you our feminist takes on everything from sex and dating to politics and pop culture. It's a show that updates you on controversial headlines, dives into the latest movies and TV, and discusses things like Tinder troubles and Me Too struggles. I put out a new show every Tuesday with special guests, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Subscribe, rate, review, and follow us on social media at Gal Chat Pod. Hey you! Do you make stuff or want to make stuff? Are you having a bitch of a time finding a space that fits all your functional needs? Well, good news for you, friend. That's because friend of the show, good boy George Poppy, is trying to figure all that shit out for you by creating a collaborative workspace for all your assorted production needs. Check out chaos.co, K-H-A-O-Z.co. Fill out the form and let George know exactly what you've got going on that best suits your production needs. Let's make stuff, but you know, collaboratively, because only together can we save enough money to have a popper's dinner at Burger King. Chaos.co, K-H-A-O-Z.co. Oh, hi. Do you ever wonder if picking your own name for Secret Santa and then buying yourself a gift makes you a sociopath? Or if everything is everything, then how much of everything is there? Or what exactly a Moguana is? Well, that one's just a way of saying more iguana. Or maybe you wonder what the death of a friendship over the course of 50 episodes sounds like. Whatever your questions, you can find the answers and also more questions on Lasers on the Ride podcast. Now a member of the Upford Network. Available wherever you usually get your podcasts. Well, this feels like a good place to head over to the cash corner, right? Let's do it. Yay. Guys, welcome to the cash corner, the part of our show where we shamelessly ask you to give us money. Now that we've got a tiny baby in the house, who Mm -hmm. you're probably going to hear at some point in the background of this episode, it's more important than ever that we have adequate support for the show on Patreon. But we're not just asking for a handout to help us buy diapers, because we're actually using cloth diapers, so we don't need to buy diapers. Nope. I do a lot of laundry already, I figured. (laughs) Um, We need the money because we have a whole team of creators (laughs) to pay. Uh, And there's also a lot of fun perks in it for you as well. Mm -hmm. So head to patreon.com. And if you pledge as patreon.com slash up for discussion, specifically, mm-hmm. if you pledge as little as a dollar a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Candace, Carlea, Thomas, George Poppy, no relation, Jan, <laughs> Jillian, Killian, Angie, Sarah, Angelica, Will, and Anne. You'll get early access to bonus content like a Kate on Kate interview that happened last night that will be up by the time this comes out. Mm. Uh, only on Patreon. Get it early. Uh, little behind-the-scenes updates and all kinds of other sweet perks as well. And if you give at least $5 a month, you get to submit the featured question for an episode once per cycle on the show. Uh, today's featured Patreon question comes from George Asterisk. <laughs> There's an asterisk. I'm not sure why. I'm looking. There's no, it's nothing there. It's fine. Nope. Yep. Trained actor. Uh, <laughs> what's your most guilty pleasure 
fall activity. Mm. Mm. So we're about halfway through fall now. Yeah. So it feels like the right time to start. We're, like we're in the rainy bit of fall. We're in mm. the eye of the form. Forbes. The fall eye star. of the Forbes yeah. top one hundred. Yeah, that's it. We're in the eye of the. 30 Beholder. Under 30. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's mid fall. How are you mid-fall. guys falling currently? What's your fall? <laughs> I I uh, 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 <laughs> I try not to get into the pumpkin spice stuff, uh. but whenever I smell it, I it smells so good, guys. Just gotta have it. it. I like I it just smells so good. I at my cafe, I work at a, a independent cafe, and we like decided to not do a pumpkin spice thing we did some other like fall drink that is sort of chai based so like almost the same but <laughs> a little different sure um but like if we if we did i would be drinking that all day guys i just i just i gotta you know i also i love taking pictures of uh my feet by <laughs> dead or not dead but like fallen leaves on yeah. the ground i just i post one of those like one a year uh, on Instagram and I haven't done it yet but I have it I have the picture and I'm going to put it on it's on cobblestone too so that's oh. somehow that's even more nice yeah those are, those are that accompanied with wearing a lot of flannel yeah those are mm. those are good like and honestly, are those like, guilty though right well, yeah. I think the Instagram one is I, yeah. I think that's uh, I'm going to judge you for that I mean the the whole PSL thing I feel pretty I feel a little guilty because like I'm not I'm not letting myself indulge in it you know mm-hmm. I think ah. I think pumpkin spice shame is kind of old. Like yeah. at this point, I think there's actually just people who don't like the taste of pumpkin mm. spice. Like I am one of those people. <clears throat> I will defend to your death. I'll, I'll defend to my death your your ability and right to consume and enjoy pumpkin spice. Thanks, buddy. But I don't like it. Like Fair. if you served it to me, I'd be like, all right, I guess I'll drink this. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I get it. I get mm. why other people like it. Yeah. I just don't. Mm-hmm. But so I don't think there's any shame around it. It's just a coffee. I might, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like coffee with cinnamon and nutmeg. Yeah, that's it. I don't like nutmeg. Um, yeah. um, Never have. I've tried. <clears throat> Starbucks did just, I don't know if this this is the same in uh, in the US, but in Canada, Starbucks just released a cardamom hot chocolate. That's mm. real good. It is. Oh, interesting. Very nice. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's, especially for Starbucks, surprisingly subtle. Yeah in taste but huh. it's it's quite enjoyable yeah. i i okay. recommend it to everyone listening the cardamom yeah, hot chocolate or cardamom mocha yeah. yeah yeah you know it's funny that you go to pumpkin spice because like i was gonna say one of my like guilty pleasure fall things is i drink a lot more starbucks in the fall mm-hmm. like i feel oh, like, uh-huh. or at least i'm more inclined to i've been you know broken dealing with baby mm-hmm. things so i haven't really gone to starbucks in a bit but like i, I it's one of those things where i want it more and I will yeah. spring for the like fancier drinks, mm. like not PSL, but everything yeah. else that's seasonal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a tough one because I don't have a lot of shame. <laughs> <laughs> that's <when>? true. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, it's either all shame or no shame. I can't tell. It's all <laughs> There's colored. There's no one. in between. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but like as we go into the the horrific hoth hellscape that is montreal winter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is the part where i start to hi- like hibernate and i refuse to speak to people or leave my home mm. and soon it'll be cold enough so that wait, my sorry, house- this is the part when you do that you mean you haven't it, already been doing that it hasn't gotten quite cold enough where i'm really like shut into the oh, house okay. mm. uh and we never have had insulation good enough that I feel warm and comfortable throughout the winter. So that's about the time that I start taking about two, three baths a day just right. to get my body temperature up to uh, living. Uh, 
So I, I'm building up to that, but I can't say that there's anything mm. that I'm like indulging in. Yeah, actually. Canadians but... must be really good people. But your examples, <laughs> of, your examples of guilty pleasure are things like having agoraphobia and keeping your internal body. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm American, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Um, it's funny, like, I, I feel like I am the most timid American and the most aggressive Canadian. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'd say that's right. Yeah. That, that's, yeah, that's up there. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's actually like when you mentioned the like fall being a time where you want to regulate body temperature, I get that. I think a guilty pleasure for me in the fall is hot showers because all year round I hate hot showers. I like cold showers. Mm. I like being cold. And there's something about the fall that makes me want to just like get in a shower and be steamy and hot. And like mm. I feel bad about that because like, it's not good for our heating bill. It's not great for the environment, but it's nice on my skin and I feel good. <laughs> How about you, Carrie? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, wait, first of all, are you taking a two to five minute shower? Because if so, you're fine. Uh, it depends on the morning. Most mornings, okay. most mornings I will, um, I'll put on like, I'll do a YouTube playlist because I don't like Spotify and I'll play, uh -huh. I'll select the first song and then just let it autoplay everything from mm. there. Uh, and YouTube, I think, is kind of targeting me because my my autoplay always goes from whatever I just listened to straight into Counting Crows, Mr. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> and then right after that, Closing Time by Semisonic. And so it's nice because I know that like that's about nine minutes of music right there. And so if I get to Closing Time and I'm not out of the shower yet, I got to start getting out of the shower. That's such a good, because it's it's closing time for the shower. Exactly. Yeah. And then yeah, I'm toweling totally. off and I'm like, ah, no. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I don't. Gosh, I have some pleasures of the fall, but I don't mm. feel guilty about them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but I love fall activities. Like I love a pumpkin patch. I love a pick your own vegetable field. Ooh. Here in LA, we have the haunted hayride every year. Fun. It's fantastic. A haunted um, hayride. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's it's this big event in uh, Griffith Park, which is the biggest municipal park in the U.S. And you get on a on a big truck with hay in it and you get carted through a bunch of what can really only be described as one act plays. <laughs> <laughs> it's like people dressed up in scary costumes acting out some scene that's supposed to frighten you and then they chase you and then you go to the next scene. America! Uh, <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. And uh, personal favorite thing about it, all the food there, it happens to be open, it, it happens to be owned by a vegan and I'm vegan and all the food there is vegan. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, so everybody, like, the whole city turns out for it, and everybody's vegan for a night. It's very heartwarming. <laughs> I think I realized while listening to all of you guys, I think the 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 thing that, that makes all my, my pleasures guilty is that I think in the fall my hipsterness quadruples. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> like, even the other day, like, on, on Sunday, uh, it was uh, our first day of, like, actual sun that we'd had in a couple weeks. Sure, yeah. Um, and I'd, like, I'd had kind of a busy day. But I called it Sunday. That, oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> I thought I'm the one who's supposed to make dad jokes. <laughs> You're still learning. You're still learning. Yeah. Um, and I, like I'd had like a very I'd had a really busy morning, but then a chill afternoon, and I looked outside, and it was maybe like four or five, and the light was just beautiful outside. And my first thought was, I'm going to play the national. I like I'm gonna put on put on my earphones, listen to the national, go outside, and finish the roll on my film camera. 
Nice. By the water. It was such a delightful evening and I had so much fun and I felt so much better by the end of it. But I was also like wearing a denim jacket with an infinity scarf. I almost wore one of those like wide brim hats, but I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lean into that, into it that hard. I just realized I haven't seen the sun since Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) Fatherhood. That's why it's called Thursday. Thursday? Thursday. It, it was a valiant effort. Because <laughs> uh, the last couple of days, it's been so like overcast and rainy. Yeah. And like I didn't leave the house from like, you know, we had the baby Friday and I didn't leave the house till Monday. Mm-hmm. And it's been rainy since Monday. And yeah. I'm like, all right. You haven't missed much. It's, no. It's not been great. <laughs> yeah. I believe that. Sunday I'm, was delightful, though. I did leave the house briefly on Sunday. It was fine. <laughs> Very nice. I enjoyed it. That must be nice. Yeah. You guys were in Montreal, right? Yes. Yeah. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I live. I live a two-minute walk to the edge of the water. Montreal being an island, not a lot of mm-hmm. people know that. And uh, so there's, there's just like a very nice, like, you, you know, you can see across the river. It's not that that huge, but it is just very nice to walk yeah. around. Yeah. There's all the, the like tall grass with the fluffy things at the top. And it's, you know. Yeah. yeah. Your neighborhood is really good you. for that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the sun's I can't think you. of any reason to feel guilty about that scenario. No, there's no guilt to be had. It's not an indulgent season. Like yeah. it's a <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Like I think the only like I feel like of all of the things that we've expressed here, like the closest thing we can feel guilt about is like hot water use. Like Adrian and I, yeah. Adrian and I have a little guilt there of yeah. like you know we yeah. are killing the environment and I paying drink, more for heat. I but I don't own tea. a car. Me either. Uh, um, and, and I'm sure there's something else. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, also, like, water use is deceptive because mm-hmm. when you're using water directly, you feel like you're wasting it, but you're using far less than when you say eat an egg or mm-hmm. um, yeah. drive a car. Like, the, yeah, oh, manufacturing. Shit. Yeah, manufacturing is where we waste all our water. And actually, mm-hmm. if I may get on my vegan soapbox, do it. Uh, animal agriculture is pretty much yeah. the number one. So, I mean, if you if you skip one hamburger, you've saved like six months worth of showers. Well, I haven't eaten a hamburger since Wednesday, so I haven't eaten a hamburger yeah. in an hour and a half. So. Uh, you're having a better day. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. Like, I know that meat is the worst thing that yeah. we do to the world, but I like it so much that it's yeah. I really like that. I guess that's a guilty mm. pleasure for sure. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I've I've been hanging out with a, a animal rights activist quite a bit in the past several months, and so I've become much more aware of these things, and I think about them a lot. And it has been like affecting the way that I that I think and the decisions that I make. Um, right. But like, so like you know, there is there is that, and I am like I I consider myself like on the on the road toward veganism, mm-hmm. but just like not not there yet. And I think like a big part of it is as is well documented on this podcast. I have a lot of trouble cooking for myself. And like I know that making a, a steak will be good and will be the right. most cost-effective thing for me because I'm a selfish human person and I don't care about the cow that that that, that just died, right? Because um, mm-hmm. it's already dead, so right can't do anything about it. Might as well eat it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to assume you know the counter argument to that. That it's like, uh, oh, I, it's it's been yelled at me a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe if you just filled your wallet with just like family photos of cows. <laughs> Just, just family photos of humans, but all the faces replaced with farm animals. Oh. <laughs> a, a cow with your dad's body, like that's a pita billboard right there. Oh Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you guys like to move on to a story about a woman who fucked a ghost? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> that sounds like a yes. yes. 
We're going straight to the wild, wild web. <laughs> this is the part of our show where one of us, me this time, shares something ridiculous we found on the internet this week. I would like to present to you guys a Huffington Post article titled, Woman Who Claims to Have Had Sex with 20 Ghosts, Now Engaged to One. Well, she shopped around a little. I respect yeah, that. Yeah. She didn't just marry the first ghost that, you know, she had sex with. So that's... Yeah. You know, she's got high undead standards. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. You know, you've got to, you got to kind of, you got to be picky, right? Yeah. If you're going to marry a ghost, you got to really, you got to know what you're in for. It's a you post-lifetime yeah. commitment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're together for eternity. Uh, so, so her name is Amethyst Realm. Of course uh, it is. Uh, <laughs> she's 30 and lives in Bristol in the UK and says she has had sex with at least 20 ghosts since she was a teenager, but wasn't looking for a new relationship when she went to Australia on a business trip. However, she says that changed on a nature hike when she came into contact with an apparition and felt sparks like none she's ever known. Realm didn't think it could amount to anything serious because she says spirits tend to stay in one place, but something amazing happened on her flight home. She felt the presence of her lover on the plane. Apparently, not stowed in cargo. I couldn't ah. believe it. I was happy and excited, so excited that we had to do something about it. So we headed to the plane loo, that's bathroom, mm-hmm. uh, and well, now I'm a member of the Mile High Club. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was nine months ago, and things have progressed to the point where she discussed her desire to marry and have her ghost's baby um, back in August. So, yeah, there was no going down on one knee, she says. He doesn't have knees. A very important thing to specify. <laughs> so it's just a wisp at yeah. the bottom. Okay. Yeah. But for the first time, I heard him speak. I could actually hear his voice, and it was beautiful, deep, sexy, and real. Uh, the couple are now choosing a ring, but have not decided what kind it will be. Realm, supernaturally, is hoping her ring will have an amethyst in it, but she's leaving it to her spirit lover to decide. Uh, they plan to do a pagan hand-fasting ceremony in which their hands are tied together, symbolizing their connection. Oh. It'll be somewhere in the English countryside. They haven't discussed the details yet, but it will be quite a big to-do. I think I think the guy who wrote this and sent it to... Uh, was it Huffington Post? Yeah. Uh, was actually it was a mistake, and he was sending it to the Onion. Actually, <laughs> it really does feel very like, fake. especially the the he doesn't have knees part <laughs> is like I love that's that. that's such an Onion line or like the Hard Times type of thing. But. I like how dependent uh, like their plans are based on things that this ghost would have to achieve, like. Yeah. He's got to pick out a ring. That means he's got to get a job. He's got to set aside three months of salary to, to buy the right ring. I mean, all he has to do is work at the haunted hayride thing, and then right, you know. Yeah, but they're they're in the UK. That's the problem. Uh, he can't well, just go to LA for work. The yeah. That is crazy. the biggest problem with her plan. Yeah, yeah. They're you know not what? In LA. You know what? He can work in an escape room. That would be the perfect job for a ghost. You just walk in and out of rooms, scare the shit out of people, and then they will bring in more people because they'll be like, it totally looked like there was a ghost. It was so real. And then he'll be like, hey, hey. Are escape rooms <laughs> supposed to be haunted? No, Sometimes. I don't think Simon Sometimes. knows what an escape room is. <laughs> I, I, excuse me. Sometimes they have a theme like that. Yeah. <laughs> and right. also... Turn an escape room into a haunted escape room. What kind of? You know, that's a that's niche. True. There we go. If it no one's fun. doing it, you're the first yeah. ones. You're gonna you're gonna get all the money. Patent it. Copyright it. It's yours. Trademark. You know, I trademark, remember. Trademark. I had a, a British coworker who said that they had laser tag British and ghost um, yeah, ghost worker. 
and they had laser tag where he grew up in London. Uh, but their laser tag had like people dressed up as vampires and stuff oh. and went to like to scare the kids. <laughs> That's great. I've oh, wow. never heard of that, but I just thought That's that was a delightful turn. <laughs> the, uh, the the last thing here says, um, Realm says the ghost's energy is more feminine than a typical man, but admits that if you're making love to a spirit, gender really doesn't come into it. Ghost lovers <laughs> tend to be more sensual and adept than the average bloke. There's always more of a connection because the sex goes beyond physical. It's unlike any other kind of sex. The main difference is I just can't see them. <laughs> Yeah, I I read about this earlier. Do you do you guys know what it is? Why she thinks she is having sex with ghosts? <gasps> oh no! no. Oh, I'm gonna feel bad, us. aren't I? Uh oh. Are we, oh, are no, we no, laughing no. at someone <laughs> with like PTSD or something? No, no. Okay. But it is. Uh, no, it's it's actually a kind of common thing. So there's um. Have you heard of sleep paralysis before? Oh yep. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So this is one version of sleep paralysis that people have had throughout history and. When we hear about oh. Queen Mab or the Incubus or the Succubus, those were like characters that were created mm-hmm. out of this fantasy, which is basically like when you go to sleep, your body um, kind of locks itself up, goes into a freeze mode so that you won't act out your dreams and hurt yourself. <laughs> but in some people, the body just has trouble switching from that locked mode to wakingness. And so they'll kind of half wake up, but the body's still frozen. And, uh, and during that period, you can have all sorts of really vivid hallucinations. And for some reason, it also kind of turns on your reproductive drive. Huh. So you've got this perfect storm oh, that shit. makes people, yeah, that makes people have hallucinations, um, <laughs> that are kind of sexy and then Horny hallucinations. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And Thanks, then guys. all of a sudden they, <laughs> hallucinations. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, then they then they kind of tell themselves the story that okay, so that was a ghost or a spirit I was having sex with. I did not know that because most people have like alien abduction or <laughs> certain paranoia or fear. Because I wrote a, a paper on this in eighth grade because I'm cool like that. Oh, wow. Um, I know, like mythology and uh, parapsychology. That was my eighth grade thesis. Oh, that's <laughs> Such thesis. a dork. <laughs> When I was getting my PhD in eighth grade. I went to Lutheran school. I don't know. They made me write a big paper at the end of eighth grade. Uh. So I got to ask around the table and on the phone. I've got to ask you guys, would you have sex with a ghost presented with the opportunity? Would you Uh, do it? um... 100% yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, can I mean, she's saying that he's going to get her pregnant. So is that a factor? It's only as much of a factor as it is in like your your human on human relations. Hmm. Do, do I have preventative measures? I think ectoplasm you can... like condoms or <laughs> I think you can I, I, yeah, I think so probably. I think okay. if you told a ghost like please use whatever the ghost equivalent of protection is, he would respect you or she okay. enough to like or they. Yeah, that's true. Ghosts genders are not a yeah. thing. Uh uh, do you mean like a ghost or like a sleep paralysis thing? <clears throat> Either way. Like if you, I mean, I, if you had a sleep paralysis ghost situation and you didn't realize it was a sleep paralysis ghost mm-hmm. and you thought, whoa, this is a ghost that wants to, you know. Because sleep paralysis is one of my deepest fears. Okay. I like more than almost anything else. I do not want to ever get sleep paralysis because of, mm-hmm. according to what, I mean, this, this girl sounds like she's doing fine, but <laughs> she's got the right version. Yeah. Of yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I get the feeling that most people 
it's just like a horrifying traumatic experience yeah um so i don't want that fair just yeah. in case uh and we're, uh with a, a ghost ghost like no patrick swayze comes no. in not even, not even that kind of ghost no like i'm no you're, you're good. good fair enough i'm good I'm, I think- i'd like to pick jimmy stewart <clears throat> Oh my God! What a good choice. Yeah. Oh, that's phenomenal. I might have to change my answer. <laughs> Ooh, Jimmy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. See, like I've been, I've been married for such a, a long time, and, and this is, this is a tragic thing about my brain, Uh-oh. where like I should get like a free dream pass, right? But my brain's like, no, like you're gonna have a sexy dream. You go, oh no, I'm sorry, I'm married. <laughs> oh, In your totally. dream. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Totally, that's yeah. happened to me too. I know. Uh, I had a sex dream about Santa Claus once, so I, that doesn't what? happen to me. Amazing. <laughs> Not I, that long ago. <laughs> I had a sex dream about like, and in, in in my older years, I've I've kind of worked through that. Like every once in a while, one will slip by, but it was with somebody. I, I wish I could remember, but it was somebody like not in my brain as somebody appealing. And then after that, I was like. <laughs> oh totally i i kind of dated a guy because of that <laughs> and now you're married to him <laughs> yeah i thought he, i didn't think he was unattractive or anything he just sort of didn't cross my radar in that way mm-hmm. and then i had a dream about him and was like oh yeah okay that guy's real sexy and then i ended up dating him for like six months yeah it, oh, it's like a dry run through and then you're <laughs> like I see it now. I think in, in high school at one point I had something like that where like I had a, a sex dream about someone who I had not ever thought about that way. Mm-hmm. And then the next day it was like, wow, yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. Of course, my same. high school sex dreams were very chaste because I was a good Christian kid. Yeah. So they were more yeah, like, they were make out dreams. Handsy make out dreams. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't remember most of my dreams. Um, but I do, I do, I have the opposite of sleep paralysis, where I uh, sleepwalk. Oh yeah, <coughs> sometimes. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I think the the actual opposite of sleep paralysis would be that you like sleep, get really good at using your body for things very <laughs> suddenly. I, I mean, I have I, sleep I, tap, <laughs> sleep parkour. Yeah. I I honestly, that's not all that far away from from the kind of. Like the the first time I'm aware that it it has happened, which means it's probably happened before, but I just never knew. Hmm. Um, what well, I was in a uh, my family and I went to like this ski resort place, and I was sleeping in a hotel room with my sister, and we were on like two separate beds. And I had this dream that I really really had to get out of the room, and I was looking for the door. <laughs> Because obviously the door like was not where the door was, and so I was just like looking around, tapping the walls because it was dark, so I can't see. And I'm tapping the walls to try to find the door, and I decided, well, can't find the door. I'm just gonna go back to bed. But my bed was on the other side of the room, and my sister's bed was in between me and my bed. So I climbed onto her bed, jumped into my bed, and then went back to sleep. And this is all the dream. I didn't, you know, I woke up. I was like, oh, that was weird. And then my sister goes, hey, Simon. Uh, why did you tap the walls for five minutes and then climb on top of my leg and then jump into your own bed afterward? <laughs> and I went, I did not know I actually did that. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, man. Yikes. 
Yeah, and there's been uh, you know just other like mostly they're they're kind of minor. Where like my my girlfriend tells me that I will sit up sometimes and just speak a line really clearly. <laughs> where I'll sit uh-huh. up and I'll go, "We need to brush the horses." Uh huh. And then she'll go, "Yeah." She'll go, "Nope, it, it, it's fine. We're okay." And then I go, "Okay." And then I just like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah, my college roommate did that one time where she was asleep and I was awake, and she just sat bolt upright and she said. Level says you like the devil. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, thank God I had the wherewithal to say, yeah. I, I said, Level says I like the devil. And she said, yes. And I said, you're asleep. And she, <laughs> she went back to bed. I had a boyfriend that, that occasionally sleep talked. And I remember him uh, waking up in the middle of the night and then going, I am so gay. And then he said, thank God for these unprotected seat covers. And he said something else. And I was just like, what is happening? (laughs) And that relationship didn't last. (laughs) I don't know why that. I don't know why. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, I I worked at at a summer camp for, for two years. And I remember being on sort of like, quote sentinel duty which is where you just kind of like sit outside by the lamppost outside of the tent so that when the, if the kids need help you can go in and help them and we we see this one kid like struggle to get out of the tent uh and the counselor i'm with just like decides that he's gonna go in and tell the kid like hey you know kind of see what's going on and the kid kind of like hobbles out of the tent and like my friend's like hey dude what's up, what's up? and he just kind of goes i have to go get ice cream and he was like what he's like, i have to go get ice cream he goes dude are you an idiot? Like, there's no ice cream. Go back to bed. And he's like, no, I have to go get, I have to go get an ice cream. And he's like trying to tell him to go back to bed. And the kid's like starting to struggle. And then somebody's like, no, okay, dude, go back to bed. And then the kid hobbles back into, into the tent. And then he comes back to me and he's like, I don't like, I don't know who, what this kid is, but he's like, I, I'm so pissed off. And I was like, dude, he was sleepwalking. <laughs> like, <laughs> could you tell his eyes were closed? And he was like, oh, <laughs> I also feel like it's kind of harsh to call a kid an idiot for wanting ice cream in the middle of the night. Well, I'm I'm, I'm paraphrasing from something right. that happened years ago, but yeah, I do remember seeing him getting visibly frustrated with this right. kid who was very clearly sleepwalking. That sucks. Yeah, we also heard of like some kids who like like got out of the tent with their sleeping bag and like woke up when they walked into the lake and were like, ah, why am I in the lake? What's happening? <laughs> and then didn't know what to do instead of crying. That's and horrifying. Then, yeah. That's how people drown. Well, I mean, th- these kids didn't. Yeah. But, but yeah. But, I'm sure yeah. you wake up. But I bet summer camps, because it's common in kids. Like, yeah. I did it when I was a kid, and I remember my mm. brother would uh, sleepwalk into the closet and pee mm. in it, think it was the bathroom. Yeah. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I would sleepwalk uh, just to the living room and watch TV. But I would be asleep in front. Like I would, I was good enough at getting there, and I would turn the TV on, and I would pass out. And my mom would come find me like an hour later and be like, "Why is he? It's three in the morning. Why is he watching Star Trek? Oh, he's asleep." <laughs> nah. yeah. yeah, I've I've woken up uh, upside down in the bed. Oh yeah, I don't know if he. I I don't know if that's just like a lot of thrashing in my sleep, <laughs> or if it's actual sleepwalking. But I do. I also once when I was like twelve or thirteen. I woke up in my parents' basement, which is why well, I was living with my parents, so it mm-hmm. makes sense that I'd be in the basement. Um, but I was in the basement, which is where the TV was. TV was on. I was wearing my pajamas, but also jeans on top of the pajamas. So I, oh, <laughs> at some point, got up and was like, the day's beginning. I need to get dressed. <laughs> <laughs> but I did not have the wherewithal to take off my other pair of pants. Right. It was very strange. 
Brains, man. Brains are Brains. weird. Brains are wild. Weird. Brains are weird. That brings us to the end of our show for this mm. week. <laughs> Carrie, thank you so much. This is amazing. Yeah, thank you. Oh, of course. Thanks for having me. Um, guys, if you are listening to this and you like this episode, consider supporting us on Patreon. You can head to patreon.com slash up for discussion and give us as little as a dollar to uh, submit questions for our show. A month. Yeah. I mean, you can do it one time if you want to. Yeah. It's kind of up to you. Yeah. Um, but obviously at the $5 level and up, things get exciting. Fine. Uh, you can also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts and sharing this episode with a friend who uh, would fuck a ghost. Yeah. Or a friend who likes uh, weird historical things at Disneyland. A friend who uh, <laughs> partakes in a lot of conspiracies. Yeah. Or just one conspiracy. Or a friend who, uh, no, still on the ghost sex no. thing. Yeah. <laughs> a friend who is a ghost. Share this friend with it. Share this with ghosts. Yeah. yeah. Just share That's it with not ghosts. helping. No. <laughs> There's uh, no demographics on ghost numbers. You don't know that. Yet. You're screwing Yet. us. I work in advertising. It's not going to help. Don't share this episode with a ghost. <laughs> share this episode with your richest friend. <laughs> For every ghost you share this episode with, share it with two of your friends. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Share this episode with every friend you have who you think lives in a haunted house. <laughs> right. I think we've me. exhausted that bit. Yeah. I think we can move on. Now. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow the show on Twitter at Down With Talking and each of us individually. I'm at Tom Zalatni. I'm at No The Other Simon. I'm at Boxless Thoughts. I'm at Carrie Poppy. Yes. Amazing. I like that Tom pointed at you. I know. I, I instinctively... Oh, really? <laughs> I, I point around the circle to make sure that everybody is like not going to trip over each other. And then I just instinctively pointed at my phone and I was like, oh, wait a second, hang on. <laughs> I actually, and you should give a shout out to your website because I think Tom will will get a kick out of oh. your URL. Ooh. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, so I've got a bunch of upcoming live shows if anybody wants to come. So you can find them all at carriepoppy.horse. <laughs> <laughs> Tom has some weird fixation on horses. <laughs> Okay. They're perfect, precious well, creatures. So do I. There's oh. nothing weird about it. Oh, oh man. man. Uh, cool. Does anyone else have anything else to plug? Bearing in mind, this comes out November 13th. I do, yes. guys. I am I am involved here in Montreal uh, with Jordy Productions' production of The Trials of Robin Hood. Uh, I was hired as a co-fight coordinator. Nice. So I've been choreographing sword fights, kung fu fights, quarterstaff fights, all the like, and also have a, a small part in Sweet. the show as well. If you want to come see me clown around on stage while other people also clown around on stage, it will be at the D.B. Clark Theater in downtown Montreal on December 7th and 8th. Nice. It's a, it's a, it's, it is a fundraiser, so it's for the, the Jordy Productions fundraiser gala, so... Sweet. I think this was something like $25 per person, but I like that you're doing a cost. Robin Hood show at a fundraiser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steal, steal from the pockets of your rich investors yeah. and give to the poor artists. It's it's the most transparent form of theft. It's kind of incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, was that a conscious choice? Because I, I love don't that. think so. <laughs> I mean, it's great then. Maybe. I will actually, now that I think about it, I will talk to the directors and see if they thought of it. I think that's a really great. funny choice. Yeah. I love it. Cool. Yeah. So that's December 7th and 8th. Yes. Awesome. At 8 p.m., then 2 p.m., then 8 p.m. Okay. Uh, Improv will be over. You missed it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, I'll be uh, so free with my time once Improv (laughs) is over. Uh, But uh, look for 90 BPM on the Montreal Improv Theater website uh, for house team night. Sweet. Nice. Uh, And you can catch uh, Kate Hammer in that as well, I think. Yep. Sweet. Uh, What is Kate, Kate Hammer not in? Most things, that's true. Yeah. Or uh, nothing. Hereditary. 
She's yeah. not in Hereditary. <laughs> Guys, I'd like to plug Hereditary. It's a film. Uh, I think maybe the kid from Stranger Things is in it, but I might be wrong about that. It's not him. It's that. it's nope. Alex Wolf. I uh, think. It's Carrie one of, Poppy says no. I'm yeah. gonna sign with her I, on it. Uh, I don't think so. Is it? I, it's one the of the. Link's really good though. Is it the kid from Paper Towns? I feel like the kid in that's from something. Anyway. You no. should see Hereditary. I haven't seen it, but it's a film. It's a it's a horror movie. Hereditary, right? both great. <laughs> it's that horror movie that came out like last year or something? Like last week? Yeah. Month? Hereditary yeah. came out like, I don't know, five months ago, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a while ago. Anyway. <laughs> Kate Hammer is not in that. We regret no. to inform you. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I do have a plug. Guys, come to PodCon January 19th and 20th in Seattle, Washington. You can get your tickets for that now. That was so organic. Special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their, let's try that word again, <laughs> title track off their EP Benson as our theme music. Nailed it. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. This show is produced and edited by me, Tom Zalatni, for the Upford Network. You can find out about all our great shows at upfordnetwork.com. And I'd like to give a special little shout out to Toby for not Toby. being too loud during this recording. Good Toby. baby. Such a good baby carrie thanks again this is amazing thank you so much of course thank you uh, yeah, he's come to see you.